Never amazes me all the creative ways to tell the story, huh? <laughs> uh, we'll be reading from Isaiah, and I'm going to invite you to turn. It's page 1071. in the uh, blue Bibles. And let me pray before we dive in. Father, thank you. Thank you for this gathering today here at Greenwich and our sister churches in the community and around the world as your people gather again as we have for these 2,000 years to tell the story. A story that to us is old and familiar that we tell in creative ways with puppets and pageants, but a story of you sending your son to be among us. Help us uh, to hear that story with some new ears and to see <laughs> the drama with fresh eyes, but most importantly, to embrace the truth with fresh hearts. And so, Lord, quicken us and make us more faithful followers of Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Have you ever asked God for a sign? I have, and I suspect many, if not most of us, have. Uh, mine involved a candle on Easter morning many years ago. I'll tell you that story another time if you want. I think the basic plot runs like this. We find ourselves facing a challenge of, of some sort, um, maybe a decision. Uh, we're in need. And so we ask God, could you show me a sign? Could you make it clear to me what I'm supposed to do? Or could you... Show a sign that you're actually listening and paying attention to my life because I'm not sure that's what I'm feeling right now. Or we may have made a decision. We've taken some step of faith, but we're a little unsure whether that was the right thing. God, can you give me a sign that I've made the right decision? So I think that's the basic plot, right? Okay. Um, <clears throat> The most well-known story in the Bible, I think, around seeking a sign is the story of Gideon and the fleece, right? It's in the Old Testament book of Judges. Uh, this is the, the time when Israel's come into the promised land, but there is not yet any king. Think the wild, wild west, okay? So they're in the land, but they're facing a danger on all sides because there were people already in the land. And so God calls different people to lead his flock, to lead the people. And Gideon is one of those people, a, a farmer boy who was called to lead. And he's eager to do so, but he's actually a little afraid. There's kind of some boldness that we read about Gideon, but there's also some uncertainty. And so he asks God for a sign. Can you give me a sign that it is actually you, God, talking to me? And so bring out, God says, bring out an offering and then zap, fire comes and the offering is consumed. And so Gideon says, the Lord is calling me to do this. 
And so he assembles the army, but then there's a little uncertainty if in fact God's going to be with as they go out. And so I'm going to put this fleece on the ground and can you make it wet and the ground dry, which God does, accommodates. And get his, I'm still not 100% sure and so can, I'm going to do this again God tomorrow night and can, can you make it dry and the ground wet and God accommodates. So that story of seeking a sign. Many Christians hold Gideon as their patron saint because we're, we like to ask for signs, right? Our reading from Isaiah this morning is part of the Christmas cycle, okay? It's part of the, this season's readings. It's a story about seeking a sign from God, but, but it's probably coming at it from the other direction, the refusal to seek a sign when it ...ought to be done. And let me give you a little bit of backstory. Roughly 700 BC... ...Ahaz is the king of Judah... ...and trouble is brewing on his northern border... ...and he thinks the only way out... ...is to make a military alliance with foreign nations. The prophet Isaiah comes along and says... ...don't do it. God is sufficient. God will be your strength. God will lead and protect the people. In fact, ask God for a sign. Whether in the heights or the depths, Ahaz, ask anything you want. God will give you a sign. And so we pick up here. Again, the Lord spoke... Uh, this is verse... Uh, I'm going to pick up in verse 10. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz. Ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear now, you house of David. Is it not enough to try the patience of humans? Will you try the patience of my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Ahaz, probably because he's already made up his mind what he wants to do, I'm not going to ask for a sign. He kind of dresses it up. I don't want to put the Lord to the test. So he kind of dresses it up in some flowery religious language. But he's already made up his mind. He doesn't want to hear from God. Okay, we'll tell you what. God himself will give you a sign. And these are words we have come to cherish. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. And he shall be called Emmanuel. The scholars debate how and when and who this might have been in fulfillment in, I, in Isaiah's day with Ahaz. There's debate. But clearly we have in the New Testament, in Matthew's gospel, a citation of this passage to confirm that what happened in the birth of Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of this prophecy from Isaiah, this sign. And so let me read the Matthew story. This is from Matthew chapter 1. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. 
because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so the story that we tell in puppets, in pageants, in scripture readings, in song, the story that we have been telling for 2,000 years in the church is the story of a God who took the initiative to, to give a sign. God initiates towards a world in need, towards people like us, who face all kinds of challenges and adversity and problems and disappointments and and decisions. People like us who are afraid and uncertain, kind of like Gideon. (laughs) People who want to know that God is with them. God, are you listening? God, are you there? God, what should I do? And so we have here in Isaiah's prophecy, in Matthew's citing the prophecy fulfilled in Jesus, this reminder of a God who acts. The Lord himself will give you the sign. You won't ask, tell you what, God will take the initiative. I'm not sure this is the sign that Ahaz would have asked for. (laughs) I don't think it's the sign we might ask for. When we get to asking for signs, we we think more of like, God, can you like reach down that giant hand of yours and tell me, you know, point the the, the way? Can you, you know, I'm facing a, a decision. I've got a fork in the road. Could you just have a really clearly marked sign that, that says this is the path that I am supposed to take. We might ask for rainbows, clear signs, or we might ask for a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Sometimes, you know, we're looking for a financial sign. Sometimes it's just the big red circle with the slash going across it. Do not. These are the kind of signs we ask for. But the sign that we get is a little baby boy born in a backwater province of the Roman Empire to an unmarried Jewish girl. That's the sign we get. And this little baby boy born to this unmarried Jewish girl is laid in the cow's trough. We heard that, right? Okay, so laid in the manger. This may not be the sign we want when we ask for a sign. 
but it is the sign we need. And God knew it, and He still knows it. The virgin will be with child. This is a sign that unmistakably God is at work in this. This conception is miraculous. God is in this birth. God is behind this sign. The virgin will be with child and give birth to a son. God will work through a person. God, God will come in person to, to confirm and to assure and to direct and, and, and to guide. And so when God gives the sign, he gives a personal sign because God is dealing with people. The virgin will be with child to let us know that it is God. Uh, the, 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 the child will, will, will be born. He'll give birth to a son so that we know God is working personally because we are those he cares about. And his name shall be Emmanuel, which means God is with us. This sign, <clears throat> Emmanuel, is a reminder that God is here, that God cares. This speaks to the purpose of Jesus' life. We really get that twice in, in Matthew's gospel. His name will be Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Jesus is a form of Joshua, uh, which is Savior, Deliverer. And then this Son that is born as the sign will be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And so his name conveys the purpose and, and mission of this special child to assure us, to accompany us on our journey in this world. Because at the end of the day, when we're asking for signs, ultimately what we're asking for is, God, are you with me in this one? Are you with me? And so this child, as we know, grew up and he became a man. And he engaged in this mission and purpose, this twofold mission of communicating that God is with us and I'm here to save. And so Jesus the Christ, Emmanuel, comes to assure a hurting, broken rebellious, divided, angry world that he still cares, that he is with us, and that there is a way out of the mess. And so Emmanuel, God with us, wasn't just something then wasn't just a 2,000 year ago sign or promise. It is this message Jesus gives. So he enters the world as Emmanuel, God with us. You remember what he said to his disciples in the Great Commission, the end of Matthew's Gospel, before he ascends back to the Father? And lo, what? I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. 
we usually miss the connection. He's saying, Emmanuel, I will continue to be with you. And then he sends his Holy Spirit. This is the message we need. Boy, do we ever need it today too. That God is with us, always. It means you're never alone. It means that you will never be forsaken. It means that you will never be forgotten. It means you will never be too far away. You can never be too far away from God because he is with us. And so this child came and grew up and became a man and he, and he spoke of, of the father's love. And then he showed by his death on the cross that, that your sins are forgiven. And then in his glorious resurrection, that was the, the sign of, of, of God's acceptance of Jesus' sacrifice. And so Jesus will save from their sins and, and he will be Emmanuel, God, with us. And so Jesus, by his life, by his death, by his resurrection, shows us that God is for us. He is not against us. That God is with us in this life. And guess what the good news? Beyond this life. As we face the grave, we, we, we do not face the grave alone. We, we face the grave with Emmanuel who has gone ahead of us to prepare a, a place for us. So that we who remain can live our days with hope and with confidence and with assurance. And so Emmanuel, this sign that the Lord himself initiated and gave, means we never have to face our sorrow alone, our pain alone. We don't have to face the shame and guilt of our past or our uncertainty and fear of the future alone. We don't have to climb a mountain alone. We don't have to go through a valley alone. We don't face a decision alone. We don't face a disappointment alone. We never face these alone because God is with us. And so next time, and there will be a next time, you're thinking to ask God for a sign, go ahead and ask. But remember, the Lord himself has given you a sign. Jesus Christ, Emmanuel. Amen? Father, may it be that we always remember, not just at Christmas, but in the bleak February that we'll run into and in the midst of a hot August, and as the leaves start falling again next year, whatever we face in this coming year, whatever we face in these coming days, that we will never be alone because you are with us. And thank you for this sign of Jesus. Lord, deepen our faith, our hope, our love this day. And all God's people said, amen. Friends, can I invite you to stand?